When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the Bear of Texas, and let's not waste any more time. The coolest nurse in beautiful and sunny Southern California. What's going on, Steve? Hope everybody had a great hump day, a gorgeous day here in Southern California. Looking forward to going to the Twin Cities, though, this weekend. Uh, my son's running in the Twin Cities Marathon on Sunday, so looking forward to try to see a little bit of fall color, which I don't see much of here in Southern California, um, and also see my son and grandson and a, a few other friends. So looking forward to a, you know, a short trip to Minneapolis. We'll be there about four, four or five days. Awesome. And uh, uh, should I uh, should explain to everybody that we weren't here on Monday because of a scheduling conflicts. Uh, as you all know, you know, because of Monday Night Football and my other show with Cowboys Talk, I had to, uh, that kind of got in the way. But I decided, you know what, here we are. We'll talk about last week's ZPL, and then we'll talk about the Champions League uh, for the last two days. So there's, a lot to, there's lots of talking points today, so we'll go and get started with the EPL. Well, a lot of talking points uh, with the EPL. I mean, you had, of course, big clash of the Titans, uh, the rematch of the, the Champions League final between Chelsea and Manchester City. City gets a goal from Jesus, and uh, they exact a little bit of revenge of Thomas Tuchel's guys, and they get a 1-0 win over at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at least, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I kind of figured this game would be tight the way it was, but I really anticipated probably a draw would have, would have taken place. And, you know, unfortunately for Edouard Mendy, that that really, uh, that snaps that clean sheet streak he had. And, and I'm looking at the lineup, you know, Thomas Tuchel used a five midfielder set. And, you know, that, that's how I figured this game would be tight because of that formation. But Manchester City countered with um, with the 4 by 3 by 3 the three three strikers, uh, three forwards, three, uh, three midfielders, and the four defenders set. So, yeah, you know when these formations conflict like that, it's going to be a low-scoring game. But a uh, very important win for City. Keeps them right in the mix with that, you know, uh, quintuplet of teams that are sitting on 13 points, one point behind Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, really, well, it was a it was a bad week for me, but it was it was not the be- it was not the best for Liverpool either. But but I think the Red Devils uh, got the worst of it. So we'll talk about that losing to Aston Villa. I mean, it's a good game. 
very entertaining game. Uh, both goaltenders made some phenomenal saves. Uh, looked like it was going to finish a 0-0 draw. And then Courtney House, 88th minute, uh, off a great header off a corner. And uh, the villains make the trip from the West Midlands in Birmingham, and they snatch a 1-0 win at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. And the fact that deep in entry time, Manchester United was awarded a penalty, and Bruno Fernandes failed to cash in. Well, not only failed to cash in, he skied it. Any American field goal kicker would have been uh, thrilled to be able to get as much lift as the Portuguese had with that. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, that came up. Um, you know, two home losses in a row. Man U had lost in the League Cup at home to West Ham. That was humiliating. But uh, so anyway, a um, little bit of pressure on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, after the loss, to be sure. It's it's really tough, but you know the fact you know Ronaldo started. I mean, all, all the major players started, and we just couldn't get it done. And as a result of that, I mean, Man U you know jumped from being tied in first, and now they're in fourth. So I mean, they're still lucky to be where they are. But I mean, Man U Man U's schedule ahead is just brutal. So they got to get it together. Well, clearly the most entertaining game of the weekend was Brentford hosting Liverpool, and this one ended up being just a good old-fashioned shootout. Um, Brentford went toe-to-toe with Liverpool. Uh, the Bees went up early, goal from Pinnock. Uh, Jota answered about three minutes later off a header off a really nice cross from Jordan Henderson. Uh, Liverpool goes ahead off of Salah's 100th goal for Liverpool. Um and then uh, Janelli makes it 2-2. Uh, Curtis Jones with a long-range bomb that takes a deflection uh, off Ager. It puts Liverpool up 3-2 relatively late in the second half. And then Issa gets an 82nd-minute equalizer, lifts the ball very nicely over uh, Bruno or um, Allison Becker, the Liverpool goaltender. Uh, total end-to-end stuff. Both teams had chances to win. In fact, the Bees actually had a, a goal ruled out for offside that would have just uh, set the crowd into just rapture. But uh, phenomenal game, great atmosphere, and uh, by far and away the game of the weekend in the EPL. And uh, that tie by the Bees puts them in ninth place, which is pretty darn good for a team that's coming up uh, from the lower divisions. I mean, in Brantford's case, if, if if they manage to go the entire season with you know staying away from the relegation zones, that's considered major success. And the way they set up the formation, you know, they took a, a similar approach to ta- to what Chelsea did, you know, using uh, five midfielders. So I mean, any anytime five midfielders are are placed, I mean, one team's gonna have a hard time getting through that. So the good news with the draw, Liverpool stays one point ahead out of the pack that's uh, chasing at their heels. And then this weekend, Liverpool has a massive game against Manchester City. So that one is going to be the the marquee game coming up this weekend. Oh, 100%. I'm going to do my – I mean, it's at 10.30, so I'll do my best to to actually watch it. Okay. Well, Arsenal – well, Arsenal's actually been – 
kind of turning uh, things around. I, I believe they're now on a three-game winning streak. Three games on the trot. They do a total beatdown of the Spurs uh, at the Emirates. Uh, I mean, and, and you know, and, and it's like basically the opposite. You know, Tottenham started off good, and then and then you know Tottenham starts to fall down, and Arsenal basically takes over the winning streak. So it's kind of something I didn't really anticipate, but but it's happening. But Steve, I gotta ask you: Are you surprised that now Tottenham is on the losing streak while Arsenal seems to be on the winning end? Little surprised, you know. Tottenham started off pretty well out of the blocks, um, you know, but now you know they seem to be in a little bit of a funk. <laughs> you know, it's just gotten so bad that one of our dudes on a, on the Facebook group, uh, Stoppage Time FC, acknowledged that now. Tottenham management is looking for a replacement for the current manager because, according to that source, now players are starting to complain about the manager's attitude and they're questioning the formation and the tactics. So, I mean, that didn't last long. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, Nuno Nuno did pretty well, you know, for a few years at Wolves. You know, he had pretty good success there. Got him, you know, out of the lower depths and into the EPL and Wolves played pretty well for a couple of years. They were a little disappointing last year. And um, you know, he, he left. But um, but yeah, you know, some you know, sometimes sometimes certain certain situations are just not a really, really good fit. I mean it's not I mean I'm not kidding when I say the tables returned because Arsenal was on a three game losing streak. Now they're on a three game winning streak. Tottenham, three game winning streak, but now three game losing streak. Yeah. And I think they gave up three goals in each of these three losses in Tottenham's case. Yeah, they were thoroughly outplayed. I mean, you know, in my case, you know, for Hugo Lloris, this doesn't look good at all. But but I still doubt that Didier Deschamps won't, won't call the guy up. I mean, Lloris is the team captain. You know, he's like that. I, I really doubt they would even consider not calling him up. Right. Yeah. But anyway, and, you know, and now, now Tottenham is now, I believe, in 11th place. I believe uh, Arsenal is in 10th above them, so... So as far as Arsenal goes, you know, just keep winning. And Arsenal, you know, plays uh, Brighton on the road next. They head down to the uh, coastal city in the south of England. And I think Arsenal might actually, you know, keep it uh, alive. But but now moving to the uh, next game, you know, uh, West Ham United took the lead, took the win on the road against Leeds. 90th minute goal from Antonio uh, gets, the, gets the win for West Ham. And... Uh, Leeds is kind of in trouble. They're they're down in the relegation zone. They have not won a game yet this year. And this was a team that was so promising, and they were so fun to watch last year. Um, but yeah, I don't don't know what it is with Leeds, but they're just uh, they're not out of the blocks well at all. I mean, the fact you know Leeds United last year, uh, even though they uh, it was a bit respectable. But, you know, Leeds, the problem is, I mean, they're now in the relegation zone. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you know, this crowd of teams that are, you know, within screaming distance of Liverpool, but by the same token, you know, down in the lower depths, I mean, teams, you know, 14 and below are, you know, very uncomfortably close to the to the relegation areas. So um, there's there's a lot of company down there. There is, and the sad part for Leeds is they've yet to collect three points. I mean, they have yeah. three points, but they like they never collected three points from a result. 
no, they haven't gotten a win yet, and um, you know, not looking good. So things are uh, things are definitely getting a little tense in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you know, Leicester City and Burnley uh, fighting to a two-to-two draw. Jamie Vardy, of course, accounting for both of the Foxes' two goals, and he actually had an own goal. So in some ways, you can actually tease that's a bit of a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, his tying goal for the Foxes was really a nice bit of work, and um, it, it was important for the Foxes to at least avoid another home loss. But uh, very entertaining game, actually, between the Foxes and Burnley. Mm-hmm, 100%. And as far as uh, as far as they go, I'm, I'm looking at the... Uh, so, so sorry, I kind of lost, uh, lost my concentration. Looking at, at the standings, it's doesn't do too well for Leicester City. I mean, because I'm looking at it, Leicester City is just is now in thirteenth with two wins. Yeah, yeah, defending FA Cup champs. Um, kind of a rough start out of the blocks for them. One hundred percent. I know, and Wolverhampton picking up the road win against Southampton. Another. <laughs> The Mexican center forward, Jimenez, uh, with a massive goal for the Wolves. They really, really needed this win on the South Coast in a big way. And it's great to see Jimenez back. And um, it'll be interesting to see if and when he gets a call-up with the Mexican national team for some of these World Cup qualifiers. I haven't heard. Uh, The U.S. roster was released earlier today, but uh, I had not heard about the, the Mexican roster uh, but uh, I'm just really curious if he's uh, part of Tata's plans or not with the Mexican national team. I would imagine in the fu- in the future he he's definitely going to be. If he's not, I, I would I would assume that Mexico's saying, well, he's you know getting it, he's getting himself back together. He's still you know recovering from that nasty head injury, and I believe he's wearing something on his head, you know, to protect himself. But but Jimenez is really making progress, so. In the future, they're going to have no choice but to call him up. But uh, massive win for Wolves. Good for them to see. Uh, the blue side of Liverpool was happy. Uh, Everton with two goals from Townsend and Ducouré. Uh They get another win. Norwich with another loss. And uh, it just looks like it's going to be a very, very rough year for the folks in East Anglia. Um, they're just you know, just off to a horrible, horrible start. I mean, the, the, hard, the hard part for you and me is, you know, is Josh Sargent's on that team. Well, and Josh Sargent also, you know, along with having not scored yet for Norwich, you know, he wasn't really super impressive with the U.S. men's national team in those first three qualifying games. So Berhalter did not even call the big redhead to be part of the squad for these three World Cup qualifiers. Very disappointing indeed. And it and it, it's sad. I mean, not only that, I mean, in U.S. cases, you know, Pulisic and Reyna are both, are both not out, are both out, but that's because that's they're injured. Right, that's a whole different thing. In the yeah. case of Sarger, in the case of Sarger, he's just not performing. Yeah. But anyway, so looking at the rest of the games, you know, Watford and, and Newcastle, United, you know, 1-1 draw and, I mean, the Magpies, it's just, they, they, they just can't seem to catch a break. No, they just, they, they just can't get a W. You know, they've, it's, it's not like 
the Canaries. It's not like Norwich City where they're just terrible, but uh, they're just just have not been able to be lucky. Yeah, I mean Newcastle. Believe it or not, they do have a playmaker. I, I believe his uh, his name is Sam Maxima. He's by far and away the Magpies' best player. Yeah, yeah, I believe his name is. I think it's Alain Alain Max, Saint Maxima. Play, a very good right. player. I'm, I'm actually surprised the national, the French national team. I, I'm, I'm surprised that he's not even in, in the picture. Well, I mean, that's just one of those things that just speaks to the abundance of riches that France has as far as attacking players. That's true, but you know he's been playing good. So uh, uh, the the French football national team, the the committee, did especially Deschamps, that na- that name better you know be staying in their minds because Sam Maxima is proving a point. And you know what? If he can play that good, then I think it's it's fair to give him a chance to representing his, the national team. No, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean that looking at uh, for uh, EPL Week Four and you know next week you know aside from. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester City, I guess the second game to keep an eye out for would be Manchester United and Everton. That one promises to be a really, really interesting game. You know, uh, lots of potential attacking players. Uh, I'm curious whether Calvert-Lewin will be back for Everton. You know, they can sure use him. But, I mean, on paper, this looks like one that, uh, man, you should be able to win this one. So yeah, and I'm glad I'm glad to use those keywords on paper because the Red Devils have just been it's it's just been a mess and 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 that takes us to the Champions League and you know it's just been another a bit of surprises we have to start off with probably the greatest upset in Champions League history. Well, Sharif Tarasipol going to. Um... Madrid, getting the win at the Bernabeu um, with a goal by a player from Luxembourg. And if you haven't seen the winning goal, the winning goal is absolutely a thing of beauty. Um, Real Madrid totally dominated the game. They had like 30 shots, um, you know, major difference as far as shots on goal. But... uh, you know, Sharif with the huge, huge upset. I mean, just unbelievable. You know, and what really bothers me is that Eduardo Camavinga got the start in this match, and he played the entire game, and it's it's unfortunate that, well, I'm just going to say, in his case, I, I guess he just didn't have a, he just didn't have a good day, but we can't put it on him. I mean, he, you know, he's still, you know, out, you know, new to the system. I mean, he's doing great so far, and you know, unfortunately, it was just a game where you know he didn't he didn't have a good day. But but for Real Madrid, you know, Eden Hazard and Kareem Benzema both being in the in the top in the three way attack because you know the the four by three by three formation that Carlo Ancelotti utilized it's it's just unbelievable. And the fact that the only way Real Madrid found the back of the net was off of a penalty. Well, I mean, the other the other thing with this, too, as much as this would be like a really cool, feel-good story, you know, th- there's kind of like a little bit of an ugly side with uh, Sharif Tarasipol. And, uh, I mean, it's a team, yes, they play in the Moldovan League, but they're in a little breakaway part of Moldova. Uh, they have this strip of land along the river. Basically, it's, it provides a border, a buffer, between Moldova and Ukraine. 
And this area ethnically is dominated by the Russians. Uh, they had a very nasty war in 1992, kind of a civil war. There is no buddy in the United Nations that recognizes this breakaway republic. And uh, it's an area that is, you know, synonymous with uh, smuggling uh, black market stuff, trying to get black market stuff into the Ukraine. And, you know, it's just... The, the closest thing that I could compare it to is if you ever saw the movie Hoosiers, you know, about this little, little town in rural Indiana, Hickory High School, that wins the Indiana State Basketball Championship, it would be like finding out that Hickory, after they beat heavily favored Gary in the final, it would be like finding out that a lot of these players were uh, cooking crystal meth, cattle rustlers, you know, on the dark side of the law. There is most decidedly a very, very dark side with this Sharif side. Uh, there's no Moldovan player. There's there's only like a couple of fringe Moldovan players on it. Otherwise, it's it's kind of an interesting conglomeration of uh, different passports. You know, you got you know guys from Luxembourg, you got guys from Peru, and uh, you know a host of other countries. I mean, it still doesn't take away, you know, from what a huge feat it was. You know that you know it was such uh, this. Moldova had never sent anybody, any club, to the Champions League. And then to qualify for the Champions League, Sharif had to beat uh, Dinamo Zagreb. And, um, you know, that's that's not an inconsequential win against a really good Croatian side like that. But, uh, you know, huge upset. Um, their first two games... Sharif is 2-0, and and they've beaten Shakhtar Donetsk, and they've beaten Real Madrid, arguably. I mean, th those were the two teams that were my picks going in to finish 1-2 and two in this group. You know, I thought it was going to be Real Madrid and Shakhtar, and right now, you know, Sharif is kind of throwing a monkey wrench in everybody's plans. Exactly. I mean, I'm just so dumped out. I mean, I'm looking at the standings of Group D. Sharif is two and zero, and they are they are ahead of both Real Madrid and Inter Milan. I mean, Real Madrid is just, is lucky to still be in second. No, it's just it's just it's just crazy. But uh, you know, we'll see how things even out. You know, with those next matches, but definitely definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest, upset I've seen in group play in Champions League. I can't think of a bigger upset. Can you? Offhand? Well, I mean, I think Shakhtar Donetsk beating Real Madrid twice last year, I mean, those were pretty big upsets. But, you know, Shakhtar at least had some level of a pedigree. I mean, they've won a couple of Europa Cups. So, I mean, they at least had some of that. I mean, you know, Sharif, nothing. You know, other than, you know, pretty much using the rest of the Moldovan League as a punching bag, you know, because they've won, like, you know, 27 of the last 29 titles or something like that. I mean, there's really no competition within that league. Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. But, man, I mean, 
See, for me, when I saw that Kamavinga was starting, I was actually pretty excited. I was really hoping he would have a great game because, you know, I, I just can't tell you how much I'm rooting for the guy because I really still believe that Kamavinga has a hell of a future. I mean, I, I just can't help but think that this dude is going to be one of France's most beloved players in the future, like as far as the national team is concerned. I really do believe that Kamavinga is on his way to be probably being as big as Zinedine Zidane. Well, clearly, clearly he's a player. Uh, you know, the whole game, this one to two match, Real Madrid versus Sharif. It's just one of those things that shows too that you know sometimes sport, like in life, things just aren't fair. Real Madrid played well enough to win. They had territorial position. They had plenty of shots. You know, they were wasteful with their shots. Um, Sharif was not, and uh, Teal's goal was just absolutely masterclass. It was one of the best goals uh, of that second round. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, in this point, Sharif, they got the win. They want fair and square. I mean, you can't argue it. No, there was no, no – I don't think there were any real controversial calls nope. in that. I don't think there was anything you can say sour grapes nope. about. That's, that's, that's why I'm not mad about it. And then, um, luckily for Real Madrid, Inter Milan and Shakhtar, they played to a scoreless draw in the Ukraine. So, uh, you know, it's it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that for, bad. For, for, for Real Madrid, yeah. Could be worse. It's, I mean, Barcelona, they're, they're, they're really in the shits. And speaking of Barcelona, let's, uh, we might as well spare a, little, spare a bit of mercy on our Barcelona supporters that listen to this show. And, man, a 3 nothing loss to to Benfica. <laughs> Barcelona went to Lisbon and they just got trashed by Benfica. Uh, the the Portuguese teams, for the most part, have not been looking great the first two games of the Champions League. Um, sporting Sporting lost. At least they want. At least Sporting lost a close game uh, today. But um, but man, Benfica. Utterly dominant against Barcelona, and uh, I I have to think that you know this this may have been the last straw for the board. I think for Laporte, uh, I think that uh, Ronald Coleman's going to get shown the door. I just I just don't see him surviving. You know, it's one thing to lose, but the manner at how they lost, uh, even getting getting beat up on by Bayern Munich. You know, is not that much of a shame, but getting beat up by Bayern Munich and then Benfica in consecutive weeks, I think that may have been too much for for even the Barcelona board to tolerate. I mean, so would you uh, predict that by tomorrow morning, he, the announcement will be that he is officially sacked? I don't think he's going to be coaching this weekend in La Liga. Let's put it that way. I mean, in that case, I would ask myself, so if he's shown the door, then who takes over? Well, I think it'll probably be another ex-Barcelona player that'll that'll probably step in. But, um, but yeah, it, you know, it's, it's things, things are about as bad as they've been in Barcelona in a long, long time. I mean, at this point, I mean, not long ago, I, I believe Pep Guardiola announced that once his contract expires with Manchester City that he's not going to renew it, so... I would not be surprised if Barcelona begged, and I mean begged, on their knees, kissing the dude's feet, please come back to uh, Camp Nou. I would not be surprised if they begged Pep Guardiola to come back. 
You know, with the financial straits that Barcelona's in right now, I don't know if they can afford Pep right now. I mean, that's that's the other part. I mean, I think, you know, I think for better or worse, I think Barcelona is going to have to, you know, let the kids try to try to bail them out. But um, it was just not a good game at all. And unfortunately for American soccer fans, uh, Sergino Dets, Tiana, Hand in the law, literally had a hand in the loss too. He was called for a handball, which ended up leading to a penalty, which was Benfica's third game to just uh, c- to complete the humiliation. Um, Bayern Munich, after the beatdown in game one against Barcelona, they do a total beatdown, totally on the trot against Dinamo Kiev. Uh, they looked absolutely formidable. Lewandowski with two goals and. Uh, they they probably could have could have scored even two or three more goals easily. Yep, uh, uh, Pavel actually uh, provided an assist in one of the goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's playing really well with Bayern Munich. Uh, Atalanta had a very entertaining game. I was watching uh, Atalanta and Young Boys. That was the early game today, so I was watching that one. Uh, they played that one in Bergamo, Italy. Not a lot of look great, but young boys they had they had chances to score too. These are two teams that love to attack. I mean, they're really really fun teams to to watch. So I mean, young boys, you know, they're kind of showing that that win that they had, sort of that gift win they had in day one against Man U wasn't a total fluke. Uh, the Swiss can play, and I think they're they're going to have something to say about this as far as you know one of those top two slots to get to the route of the 16 for the Champions League. So I think uh, they should have everybody's attention. I mean, 100%. And and that brings us to, um, you know, let's go ahead and talk uh, with uh, Liverpool, with the Reds. Very dominant win on the road against Porto. I mean, Mo, Mo Salah, I believe, scored his, uh, well, uh, actually his 100th goal was actually that game in the EPL, but... Mo Salah and uh, Roberto Firmino, you know, both having a brace, and Sadio Mane adding a goal of his own, and Liverpool just had a good time. Liverpool, for whatever reason, they just seem to really enjoy life in northern Portugal. They go to Porto, and they've just had nothing but good results. I mean, when you look at Porto's results against everybody else, they play everybody else pretty darn tough. But for whatever reason, um, the Liverpoolians just seem to feel really at home. I mean, they could have won this one eight eight to one. I mean, they were that's how rampant they they were running on the on the Portuguese. But uh, you know, and Firmino's two goals; those were coming off the bench. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. So uh, just a really good win for Liverpool. Uh, you know, they've definitely shown that they can score. Um, I mean, they. Sh- they scored three over the weekend against Brentford. The question is going to be whether they can shore up their their defense because ultimately, you know, they'll. I think I like their chances of getting out of this group of death, but uh, but as far as like to make any type of deeper run in this Champions League, you know, they're clearly going to have to shore things up a bit on defense. Uh, they've looked a little vulnerable, and then then the other game in the group of death, uh, Atletico Madrid. With a late two to one win over AC Milan, uh, Griezmann 
his goal off a full volley was just absolutely a thing of sublime beauty. And then um, Milan was down. They had a player that was red carded. And then in deep in injury time, I want to say like the sixth or seventh minute of injury time, uh, talking about you know Liverpool, well, the next Liverpool player, Luis Suarez, gets the game winner for Atletico Madrid. So uh, Simeone, Diego Simeone side, they go to Milan and uh, they get the win. So it's going to make these next couple of matches in the Champions League very interesting because games three and four are uh, Atletico and Liverpool. So Atletico will be hosting Liverpool in the third game, and then the fourth game they'll be playing at Anfield. But um, but that ended up being a very dramatic game as well. And what's interesting is that both Antoine Griezmann and Thomas Lemar, they didn't actually start this game. No, but... Uh, and, but, Giroud, but and Giroud on the AC Milan side. I feel, like, I feel like Giroud probably should have started. I mean, I'm probably a bit bi- uh, biased, obviously, when it comes to Giroud because everybody knows how, that Giroud means a lot to me. But Giroud did end up coming in the game, but unfortunately he... Nothing came came of it, but but you know AC Milan. As far as AC Milan goes, you know Zlatan is still hurt, but but at this point, as far as Zlatan goes, I don't know what to expect because you know we've talked about this before. I mean Zlatan is probably close being at the end of being at the end of his rope as far as his career goes because you know let's not forget Zlatan is thirty nine now. Yeah, well, and AC Milan was wasteful in the first half. They had chances that they just didn't put away, and Atletico ended up making them pay. Uh, Ajax, home 2-0 win against Besiktas. Uh, the Turks go to Amsterdam, and they get shut out. Uh, goals from Berghuis and uh, the new sensation who plays for the Ivory Coast, Aller, uh, gets a late goal for Ajax. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, they get a goal from Malin off a nice feed from uh, Bellingham, the English player. And they get a 1-0 win against Sporting. Sporting at least played a much, much better game uh, on the road in Germany than that total beatdown that they had at home at the Jose Avilde against Ajax in, in day one. So, uh, but it was a good win for Dortmund. And um, anyway, um, let's see. And what's interesting is Holland actually didn't didn't play. No. And, um, you know, t- talking about, you know, probably the other surprise team along with Sharif, uh, Bruges, they go to Germany and they get a 2-1 to win at Leipzig. So, um, huge win for Bruges. And, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people thought that they would be, you know, sitting on, you know, four points after two games, you know, especially after playing, you know, high-flying Leipzig, you know, who played pretty well in the last Champions League, and then getting the home draw against PSG. PSG gets a 2-0 win at home at the Parc de Princes against Man City. Um, boy, the second game from PSG, though, Lionel Messi's first goal in a PSG shirt was certainly a thing of beauty. Oh, and, 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 and what's the best part for me is that, you know who provided the assist in that goal? Mbappe did Mbappe. the layoff. Yeah, oh, I mean, just a beautiful play. And, you know, and the way, and the way Mbappe set up the, set it up and the way he passed it, I mean, 
that would show that he's like you know really trying to change change because like, remember how how his attitude was in the Euro. So I mean, it's still hard to tell. I mean, what, what I'm actually amazed is that this whole drama of him not being sent to Real Madrid. I mean, Mbappe hasn't said anything about it, and you know why that's a good thing. Is because he's focused on the right thing. He's focused on winning and playing games right now rather than focusing on the transfer. So, I mean, I can only hope he continues to take it there because, you know, I mean, Mbappe, once he's done, once he's out of out of uh, the the French capital, and, 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 and I swear to God, not long ago, and then all of a sudden now Manchester City, the rumor has it that Manchester City is now going to begin finding a way to get Mbappe. I mean, I'm still convinced, you know, I'm still sticking with it. You know, as soon as he's out, Los Blancos are immediately going to do it. But but, but going forward, as far as Mbappe goes, you know, you know, there's no more room for negative attitude. Because he's beginning to be at the point of his career where it's only going to get better. Because, you know, he's going to be at the, he's getting close to the point where he's not a teenager anymore. So. No, but a good win at home for PSG against a very, very loaded Manchester City side. Oh, I mean, um, and I wrote an article on this, and and I explained that Manchester City came in this game at hoping to overwhelm the Parisians, but it was actually PSG that managed to overwhelm Manchester City. Manchester City just kept threatening and threatening, but they just could not put find the back of the net. I mean, that defense, not only super resilient, 38 clearances, and Gian, Gianluigi Donnarumma, his first Champions League start, seven saves and a freaking clean sheet. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. It was one of the marquee games of the second day of the Champions League. Uh, the other marquee game, for me anyway, was Juventus, Weston McKinney, uh, and his mates hosting Chelsea, the defending uh, champs. Juventus, with a 1-0 win goal from Chiesa, I think it was like 10 seconds into the second half. And um, that formidable defensive pairing, it worked well for the Italian national team at the Euros, and uh, it worked well for Juventus today, Bonucci and Chiellini. Um, they helped keep uh, Lukaku and his Chelsea mates off the board. So big 1-0 win for Juventus. Uh, the Bianco Neri get a win against Chelsea. I mean, the way the Juventus picked up this win, you know, they got dominated, especially in ball possession. I mean, Chelsea had 74% ball possession, 771 passes, and Juventus only 287. I mean, see, that's the that's the problem. I, I think this is where you say, like, all this is overrated because what's the point of having, of having more ball possession and, you know, outpassing your opponent by probably close to 500 passes? What's what's What good is that if you just don't find the back of the net, right? Well, exactly. You know, it's the it's the scoring opportunities that you create. Um, exactly. Zenit, Saint Petersburg, uh, they welcomed Malmo. Uh, they shut the Swedes out for zip, so they get their Champions League campaign on track. Uh, Wolfsburg with a home one-one draw against Seville. Uh, Salzburg, who uh, American forward Aronson, and he's playing really well, not just with the U.S. national team, but he looked really good for Salzburg today. Uh, so Salzburg gets a 2-1 to win over Lille. So, um, you know, they look pretty good, I got to say. I was rather impressed. Yeah, all these games, you know, I mean, for Salzburg, you know, beating Lille, I know, and, and Lille, uh, 
really having that uh, League One title uh, hangover right now, and it kind of seems like it's not going to go away anytime soon. Yeah, Lille's Turkish forward and goal scorer, Yamal, scores a really nice goal late in the game off a direct kick. Uh, Tim Weah, the, uh, a forward for the U.S. national team who was also picked for the World Cup qualifiers uh, as part of the group of forwards for Berhalter's team, uh, he was on the field for Lille as well, but uh, but Salzburg, the Austrians get the two to one win at home. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad we saved this game for the last. But Manchester United and Villarreal, and my tweet today got a hell of a lot of attention. I think you know the tweet I'm talking about. Um. Uh, the, the tweet with the goal, by any chance? No, uh, it, it's basically me asking what some really believe to be a, rhetor- a rhetorical question. I said, who else but Ronaldo? Who else but Ronaldo to save the freaking day? <laughs> yep. Well, and uh, he does get the game winner late for Man U. Villarreal goes up early. And for a while, it looks like the Yellow Submarine is, is going to win. And then... Um, Bruno Fernandez off a direct kick provides just this perfect looping ball in that uh, Alex Tez beautiful volley. I I mean on on a championship day day two where there's some really fantastic goals. Um, that full volley that he hit off of Fernandez's feed was just a thing of beauty. It was struck ever so sweetly. I mean, it's the type of ball that a lot of players end up sending 20 rows back into the stands, but he hit it just absolutely beautifully uh, to get Manu back into the game. And clearly, you know, a draw was not going to be enough after the debacle in Switzerland in, in Game 1. So, uh, you know, Ronaldo, little give-and-go with Lingard, uh, does a nice dish, and Cristiano Ronaldo buries it. Man U gets a late win. I mean, just absolutely incredible way to finish. I mean, of course, the right place, the right time as far as Ronaldo's concerned. And, I mean, I'm telling you, if Man U had lost this game, I mean, it's bad enough that Man U supporters are already once again in the particular phase to where they want Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's head. I mean, if Villarreal yeah. had won this game, I would have asked myself, I mean, if he's fired, I mean, who takes over? And one of our friends in the, the Stoppage Time FC, who's a diehard Man U fan, uh, Mr. Rod Angeles, you know, he posts on the group that he believes that. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I will say he believes it's going to happen. I, this is probably something he merely wants. I mean, I'm sure a lot of Manchester United supporters would love to have Sir Alex back, but I know that's not going to happen to me because you know what's been going on with uh, Sir Alex is you know the health lately, and because of his age, I'm not sure if. Sir Alex, is, yeah. Sir Alex is pushing 80 years old. He's extremely lucky to be alive Yeah. after surviving a significant cerebral hemorrhage. And the fact that, you know, not only is he alive, but he's able to talk and he can still, and he still has recollection and memories and he's still, you know, the sharp, sassy Scotsman that, you know, everybody knows, you know, he doesn't need this. You know, the, the idea of you know, anybody thinking that Sir Alex would come back to coach at Man U is laughable. I mean, it, it, it's sad, but I mean, look, 
I will always respect Sir Alex Ferguson. I'm always going to be grateful for what he did. But look, I mean, you know, like I said, the health, you know, and like everything you said, I mean, look, it's not going to happen. I mean, I, I hate to rain on the parade for, for a lot of Man U fans that are probably campaigning for it to happen. But look, I mean, let's let's be real, guys. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it, it'll be tough, but look. At least, I mean, only Gunnar Solskjaer. I get it. He's he makes a lot. He makes decisions that obviously he goes on to regret. That really humiliates us. But let's be honest. Right now, Oli is the best. Is the best we've. He's the not only the, he's. I can't say the best. He's all we have. He's all we got. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I get it. You know, he he makes mistakes. But you know what? Look, even Sir Alex Ferguson. There was times he made mistakes. You know, wrong formation. You know, mistakes, and then there were humiliating results. So I mean, I get it. I mean, I get. I I understand the frustration. So, but look, it uh, firing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it won't change a thing. I mean. I mean, we all thought, I mean, Arsenal supporters thought that getting rid of um, um, Alcent Wenger would make things right. But honestly, it's been, the, it's been the complete opposite. So, I mean, keep in mind, firing the manager more often than not, it doesn't, it doesn't help the cause. Yeah. Right now, there's nobody that's really sitting around that, you know, is going to take over. I know that at some point, a lot of people are wondering if Ryan Giggs is you know, ever, you know, ever going to get back uh, as far as with coaching. But, you know, when you've got something hanging over your head, like slapping around your girlfriend, that's not something that a lot of boardrooms are willing to take on. I mean, he essentially had to step down from his job as Wales manager because of that. So for a high-profile club like Man U, you know, I I don't see how they're going to have gigs come back to be the, the head guy either. So, But, you know, the bottom line is it was a really good game. Uh, Villarreal looked really good in the first half. I mean, they were not uh, they were not parking the bus. I mean, they had, they had a lot of attacking flair. And uh, truth be told, I think they actually were creating more chances against Man U today than they did even in their Europa Cup final. So, uh, you know, another entertaining game. I mean, that's been the thing that's been really cool, too, with these first couple of days of the Champions League is that there have just legitimately been some really good games, and there's been some honest-to-goodness surprises. So, you know, it's it's made for some really compelling stuff. Yeah, I mean... I'll be honest, the surprises we've seen in the Champions League so far, it's almost as big of a surprise that we've seen in the NFL so far this season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it's, you know, it's, it's just been, it's, it's been must-see TV. Yeah. Let's put it that way. A hundred percent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Steve, thank you very, very much for joining me. And again, I apologize to everybody for the technical difficulties, but we will see you all next time. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Take care now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.